So the philosophical part that makes me, maybe psychological, see, I'll, I'll get there, um, that I do really like about my job is um, it is taking something that's very complex like cybersecurity and risk and putting it into English for them and giving them like a step-by-step, -step, this is what you need to do. Um, it helps them sleep at night, right? Yeah. And like just knowing that they they do have an environment and something is going to happen, but we're going to make it small. Like, I mean, these are the things that, things that we say over and over and over again. Um, so yeah, that's, that's why I like it is I, I take somebody, something that is very tough or something else, distill it down and then they can appreciate it and like wow. it and, and do what they're good at. That's, that's what we also say a bunch too is, um, we do work for banks. So you focus on banking, like you be a banker, you be a great bank. We'll worry about the risk in cybersecurity. Welcome to Corporate Caffeine. Our guest today is Heath Stanley. He is a chief security officer and a new entrepreneur. And he is joining Kyle and I to talk about the very strange pathway he's had from going from a finance degree into falling in love with cybersecurity, but also the difference between what it was like to grow someone else's business versus now being on his own entrepreneurial journey and growing his own and the decisions that every entrepreneur comes across when they are making pivotal choices. It's a lot of fun, he's hilarious, and let's go ahead and dive in. Heath Stanley, so excited to have you on Corporate Caffeine. Yeah, yeah, welcome, welcome. Thank you. It's Thank been you. a while. It has I haven't been seen you in about a year, I bet. I bet you're right, uh, it's been 13 months. Christmas yeah, party. Christmas party. Mm -hmm. That's right. I think I complimented right. those same boots. You know what? I did not have these. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, these, I, are, I gave, these are brand new to COVID. I got them just for this. I yes. was going to ask that. That was my question. I was like, <laughs> how do you like them? Because I, well, I, I saw blowing, you keep uh, I was like, he's going to ask. They're blowing up my feed because they know <laughs> I happen to look at boots online. Mm -hmm. And they're all over my feed. And I'm like, I need to talk to somebody who has a pair. Mm-hmm. Are they worth it? What's the the pricing? I mean, um, are they as good as they say they are? So far, yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, it is a little rainy out here, though, and I, they're suede, so yeah. Yeah. that's like, gotta watch it makes it. some anxiety. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, they're great. They're comfortable. Yeah. Um, you eyed them like three or four times. Like, I know he likes these. <laughs> yeah, so, I was yeah. checking them out. I was like, so, yeah. what brand? Oh, yeah. I got a question for this. <laughs> okay, especially yeah. since it is a podcast, you probably need to describe what your boots are. So, yeah, the audience Anderson will not be Dean, able to see them. One of my sons was always wearing my boots, and I know which ones you were talking about. They were the uh, the Cayman, the light tan mm -hmm. ones. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get him a gift card for Christmas. And he kept wearing my boots. And it was like three months later, and I go, but like, what are you doing? He goes, man, these things fit good. I've been looking for them. I can't find them. I go, all right, how about if we trade? All right. Give me the gift card because I've been eyeballing a new pair of boots <laughs> myself. Uh -huh. And you take these. I, I just had them resold. And so they were like new. Yeah, they felt these. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And he wears them all the time. And um, so, yeah, I broke these in. Um, I, I call them Trinity Gar. You know, for people who don't know, but you know, the, the Amazon pass, yeah, uh, so forth. But anyway, we didn't, um, this isn't a boot podcast, even though well, we could be, able to, yeah, I mean, we're all walking we around. all yeah, are yeah. wearing How, boots, how's right that boots going for you, Dave? Yeah. Well, they have fur on the inside, so they're actually going great for today. Uh, so. I don't think I've owned a pair of boots with fur, but um, there's the wraps on the bottom, yeah, the apple bottom jeans, yeah. <laughs> this has got to be on video well <laughs> right we were just saying sometimes we uh, have a squirrel you know chase a yeah. squirrel i'm like well, well we just started that mm -hmm. way exactly we yeah. just jumped straight into it yeah although yeah. i do plan on chasing a whole bunch of squirrels today because i like squirrel chasing i know right because i want to talk to you because you've been a part of growing organizations mm -hmm. you've been part of launching your own business. Mm -hmm. So you've seen a lot of different versions of that. Um, but then on top of that, man, we're in a weird security environment and that's kind of your yeah. main lane. Yeah. But then one other thing, which I did not realize about you that I'm curious about. So we're going to chase all over. He was a finance major. I'm dying mm -hmm. to understand how the, a finance major landed in security yeah. and compliance. It's the, yeah. It's the finance guy that works at banks, but doesn't get to use his finance degree. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that most people use the finance degree. They mm -hmm. might leave finance eventually, but they it helps with the personal side of you know <laughs> running your own stuff. But uh, 
Yeah, I've uh, I wanted to. I kind of always wanted to be in finance, I reckon, but um, took this, got into cybersecurity, super interested, built a career around it, and you know, if you want to, if you want to hop careers to something else for finance, you don't have much on your finance resume. Okay, so how did you get into cybersecurity? I'm just sure. saying, like that is not necessarily literally, like an evident. Literally story started in the dumpster. What? Like, yeah. So when um, when I got the first big boy job out of college, um, we were technology auditors, but um, a part of a an offering that we helped scope out was social engineering. You know, this is 15 years ago. Yeah. And how you find data about entities is hopping in dumpsters and seeing what they're throwing away and passwords and what? Yeah, we found all sorts of cool stuff. We'd find passwords like on sticky notes and then try of to course. and try to get into the bank and use those passwords. And that worked a few times. But um yeah, I mean it's it was there's cool stories like that of oh we found literally boxes of private information that banks would just toss in the dumpster instead of shred. Oh my gosh. So you were like a private detective. Ish. I mean, but the banks are paying us to do it. Yeah. They yeah. Want to, yeah. They'll bust themselves to go yeah. shoot holes in our system. Yeah. yeah. And then, so there's the, there's those kind of stories of finding like treasure troves. Yeah. And then, you know, there's the stories of banks that share a dumpster with, you know, like a pet grooming place. You're thinking, did I really yeah, go to like, college for this? Yeah, what am I doing? I don't, well, I only went to Texas Tech, so. Only. <laughs> oh my goodness. There's the people throwing stuff at oh, their yeah. screens. No, they, we, all, we all are shooting well at you. That's, that's right. right. That's they aren't true. throwing anything. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, that's funny. Well, right out of college, I worked for Black and Decker DeWalt, and so I was on high rises. And I, literally, my first big boy training was demolition hammers. I mean, two and a half weeks learning how to break things That's cool. and build things. It was so cool. Mm -hmm. But I remember having steel toed boots on and a hard hat being like, I went to college for this? Like, right. what? Like, what? Mm -hmm. This is the weirdest well, thing. That's, it was that's cool, why though. I wanted to go to college is because I, I had a job slinging concrete. I was like, eh, you know, slinging concrete in August in Texas. Ugh, yeah. Oh, and then the AC hard. in my truck broke. I was like, I got to finish my education. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. it's amazing how certain moments bring things For into sure. real sure. clarity. And they're not always the big conceptual philosophical ones. No. They're really specific. Sometimes it's just you're sweating in your truck. You're like, I cannot do this. I well. never yeah. want to be in this situation again. Uh -huh. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. So here we are in these fancy digs in Fort Worth. Yes, that's right. Exactly. We've nothing wrong with that. We've <laughs> exactly. Okay. So since we are on the topic of security, mm -hmm. What have you seen change and what are you seeing happening in the world right now? Um, so what, what keeps me up as like a security practitioner at night is um, not knowing what we don't know, right? Yeah. So like we know all the firewalls to harden and passwords to make longer, you know, stuff that you hear about all the time, like don't click links and don't download attachments, but um, it is constantly evolving. So you don't know what's going to come next. So that's a little bit scary. Um, but what I mean by that is prepare for S to hit the fan. Mm -hmm. And when it does, make that impact very small and hop on it quickly and make sure that when you do get hit with something, because something's going to happen, right? Yeah. Like you're not going to, I guess the example is like you're not going to drive for 80 years of your life and not get in a wreck, right? You're not going to be, you know, have a cybersecurity footprint or a technology footprint for your business for the whole time it's in, in operation and not have some sort of event. So you've got to be prepared for it, expect it to happen. And when it does like, really clamp down and yeah, make sure it's not a big deal. So there, when I look into that environment, there's so many aspects of it mm -hmm. that feel really overwhelming and complicated. I mean, yeah. how do you um, organize what a company needs and I mean, mm -hmm. where do we even right. start or, you that's know, actually, what are That's actually some at? of the very um, satisfying and fun parts of what we do, right? Yeah. It's like, hey, come, come in and tell us what's going to go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, like what yeah. we need to do. Um, and sometimes it's super simple stuff like, um, you know, an entity like this, for example. Um, you have really great content. You know, are creating content all the time. Well, you also have really intelligent staff, and they could be recruited somewhere else. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, well, I've been working on this great content for 
here, right? Um, but I'm being wooed by this other marketing firm. I want to take all the stuff that I've made here yeah. and use it over there, yeah. right? Yeah. So you know, how are ways they're going to get it out, right? USBs. So we even start from that. Okay, well, they're going to get data out through USBs. Well, let's turn off USB drives, you know? Or at least put it on paper for y'all to consider turning off USB drives. I could see both y'all's anxiety. Like, we're not doing that. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm fine. Everything is in the cloud. I don't yeah. know the last time I used a USB. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. I'm like, I, I know. Fine. <laughs> but, yeah. but you know, so you could turn them off or you could at least track it, right? Say, oh, someone moved data from their computer onto this USB. We know what they moved. And then you can even be told when it's opened up somewhere mm. else, right? That's cool. Yeah. Uh, now you got me thinking. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, what I like about it and what I didn't really think about is that it's really a practical approach. Like you're literally going, okay, what business are you in? Mm -hmm. Where are your risks? Where are your unmitigated risks? Mm -hmm. Let's just talk about how people work, yeah, how your business I mean, works and what could happen. That's yeah, interesting. A lot of people want to, I mean, there are frameworks and we use frameworks, right? Um, NIST. 800-53. It's a great one. That's super boring. It's not made for a podcast like this. <laughs> not where you start off talking about boots. But it's like a really great place to start. But what you do is you read the guidelines on there and then have a conversation with the business owners and, you know, business unit folks. Be like, hey, you know, if data did leave on a USB, would it bother you? Do you care? Mm. And if they do, well, then you take action to, to mitigate it. Right? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And then I always ask what you started asking me. It's like, hey, what keeps you up at night? Yeah. What, like if, because business owners know, right? They know what keeps them up at night, and you know, okay, well, let's take technology action or culture action to fix it. Yeah, um, I had some guys that you and I both know. We I had done um, podcasts with them previously, and they were making me laugh, but not laugh. It was kind of scary. Where they were like, humans. <laughs> Yeah. humans are the ones that are your biggest security sure. risks. And, you for know, sure. he was telling a story about, you know, the CEO that's had the same password for 25 years, mm -hmm. literally for everything. And it's the name of his dog and his wife. And, you know, I mean, and he was like, and there's nothing we can do to convince him to change it. And I'm like, right. wow. And those are the guys that um, kind of have to protect them from the self, from themselves. Yeah. And that's why you can do things. Like, oh, well, on at least on his work computer, you have to force him to change his password. It's like, oh, he can't. And we can't not get around it. Yeah, exactly. So what was the big company just had to pay a huge lump sum for releasing all the um, client data? Uh, what bank was it? It just um, happened recently. Wells has been in trouble before well, a bunch. Yeah. yeah. So how something like that happened where it's just a mass data dump of personal information um, where they don't have it blocked yeah. off in chunks? Well, or? So when, when it is that massive like that, it's goes back to what you said. It's it's insider, the people threat, right? Oh, yeah. Um, it's, hey, I've I've been wronged by this business, or I need to make it a little mm. extra dope. It usually is they've been wronged, and mm. they're trying to get... It's internal. Yeah, they're trying, to, they're trying to get back at them for something, even though they may not feel um, like they're doing anything wrong, right? Because they've been wronged. Mm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. I would not have thought of that. And there's other there's other studies that are um, they're a few years old now, but like I think the it, Microsoft did this study. They were saying that an average technology administrator would sell their administrator credentials, so their password and MFA tokens and all like that, that for seventy nine thousand dollars. Really. Mm hmm. And that's com or I wouldn't say common, but that's a thing. No, but like you know, if you sat down, it's like, hey, I could make like think of an ROI on that, right? If you're yeah. gonna if you're gonna steal a million customer records, it only costs you seventy nine thousand dollars to get it. Good point. Oh, I mean, yeah. that's a great ROI. Yeah, yeah. it's better yeah, than market. whoever's buying it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's direct. Yeah. Oh wow. Mm -hmm. Oh. I know, exactly. Well, that's because, um, like I said, one of the stories on that previous podcast, Mike was mentioning literally sitting in a lobby when he was at the CIA, handing people $100 Starbucks gift cards and just saying, give me your password, you can change yeah. it in 10 minutes. Yeah. And, and that stuff happened. Thankfully, they were just trying to make a point to uh -huh. these businesses or organizations. This is how easy it is to hack your stuff. But, yeah. whoa, 100 bucks. <laughs> Hundred bucks uh -huh. or ten minutes to access anything. Uh -huh. But th <laughs> you know, think of the psychological or psychologically 
<laughs> of why that works for the person that gets the hundred bucks though, right? It's um, you know, do they make a hundred bucks an hour? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, but right. It's worth it to them for sure. Right. Yeah. It's, it's half a pair of Tacovas. There yeah. you go. Oh, this is so stressful. Okay, mm -hmm. so what's the most gratifying part of being in cybersecurity? Because um, this is the kind of thing where I really don't think I would sleep at night if I was in this industry all the, all the time. Yes. Um, it would turn me into a mess. I So I used to be like that for sure. It was like, you know, oh gosh, you know, just when's it going to happen? But I think what we talked about at the very beginning of just being prepared, like having a plan for when it does happen and expecting it to happen helps a ton. Mm. I'm just like, oh, okay. And I'm preparing the executives that I work with. I tell them that all the time. Hey, something's going to happen. An email is going to be compromised. Someone's going to sell their credentials. Yeah. You know, we're just going to get straight up hacked. Um, so, so preparing those folks to just know that something's going to happen helps. So you mentioned turning something kind of catastrophic into, you know, basically corralling that mm -hmm. catastrophe. Mm -hmm. Okay. Give me examples right, because so that doesn't seem good, like, I'm yeah. like, wow, how do you yeah. just do that? <laughs> okay. So here's, here's a good recent example is, um, I was working with an environment. They had one user have their email compromised and, um, that email, um, had lots of sensitive data in it, right? Um, including, you know, private consumer information, information about the business itself, um, you know, some financials, um, employee records, those sort of things. So it's a treasure trove of data. But we have, um, I don't say we have tools since we're more on the consulting side, but we consulted to have tools in place that would identify that something like that is going on quickly or like a, a rule has changed, it's called an indicator of compromise. So we were alerted on this indicator of compromise and we knew that that email inbox was compromised like within an hour. Wow. So we were able to shut it down, change passwords, make sure that data was not exfiltrated out of that inbox, right? So if the bad guy would have had, sorry, I have a five-year-old, he's a bad guy a lot. <laughs> if the it's bad, yeah, that's what they are. Yeah, if the bad guy would have had access to it for days and weeks or months, right? We would have had to tell every consumer that had data in their inbox that their data was compromised. But since it was within an hour and we were able to shut them out and get them out of there, we didn't have to tell anybody because we knew that no data was compromised. Yeah. Wow. So while the event happened, it's a bummer and it costs us money to fix it, but not nearly as bad as having to tell every yeah. customer that their data had been compromised. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the stories, right? Yeah. yeah. Like that's, that's the gratifying stuff. Yeah. God gives me little children. Just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't know how much money we saved by that, but no it was a lot. Kidding. The the FBI says for every for every um, consumer record that is compromised, you can expect it to cost you about three hundred bucks. Really? Mm -hmm. The cost to to do the investigation, to send out the mailers. The reputational loss. Wow. Yeah. The yeah. The legal consultation. I was thinking the reputation loss, or um, uh, mm -hmm. what your clients are going to trust you with down the road, whatever that may be. Mm -hmm. You know, there's not a price tag on, on yeah. that. And where we're and where we're at with, I guess maybe it's a commentary on society right now. But y'all, y'all have gotten notices from your bank probably. You know, in the past couple of years, hey, we've had a compromise. Your oh, of course. Right. Mm -hmm. What'd you do with it? Threw it in the trash. Exactly. You are desensitized to it. Yeah. Which is yeah. a bummer. So you do take a reputational hit, but it's more business to businesses that take the reputational hit, right? It's like, oh, I'm not going to do, or me as business owner XYZ, I'm not going to do business with that, um, you know, marketing firm. It's a bad example. But they lost my data, right? Yeah. Or they had data yeah. of mine that I did not compromise. Well, I'm not going to use them anymore. Right. Yeah. So the, the business or the... Um, the reputation is way bigger on business-to-business -business events than it is business-to-consumer because we're all so desensitized yeah. to it. Oh, I can right. see that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I know. It's interesting, though. I think there is a – even on the consumer side, I would assume that there's a dark halo effect on that kind of stuff, though. <laughs> so me not being a security person, I have a tendency to lump those, you know, your, our, your information – was made, you know, or, you know, we had a security issue, you know, and your information was included. I have a tendency to lump that alongside of all the privacy data stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, like it's starting to become just this digital murk 
<laughs> you know, and like you said, it's desensitized. But then I have a tendency to be like, oh, all of those brands, like <laughs> they all have issues. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I do think I that mean, there's kind of this weird dark halo effect. Like the more that stuff goes out. Yeah, I mean, Amazon, Walmart, they've all had events, right? They've compromised data, but they're so ingrained in us. We're not going to stop using them. Yeah. So right. I don't want to say that they're not incentivized to protect our data. It's just that it's, it's, uh, it's not this giant priority like it should be because, you know, some of them are a little too big to, to feel like we talked earlier about wells. Like right. in some instances, you don't even have the option to not use wells, right? Right. I yeah. Mean, get a mortgage, community bank. What's that community bank going to do? And sell, sell that mortgage wells. That's right. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or I, I laugh at people too that I shouldn't, I shouldn't say laugh. I try to educate them on it. Like, oh, you know, I don't keep any of my data on the cloud. I don't keep my, you know, I take a picture and it stays on my phone. It's not going up to the cloud. It's like, okay, well, yeah, it's shocking. <laughs> I need that backed up. But uh, it's like, oh, well, I don't have it. My, my social security number is not out there on the cloud anywhere. It's not going. Well, do you have an account with Bank of America or Chase? Well, where do you think they keep your account yeah. information? Yeah. yeah. So it's impossible to not. That's a great point because you assume if I'm being responsible with my stuff, whatever responsible yeah. is, you yeah. know, in our own minds, oh my gosh, yeah, there's a million times that you've given it out because you were required to. IRS. Mm. Yeah. Ugh. I know. Gosh, it's tax season too. This can make me nervous. Oh, good <laughs> Lord. Well, I think one of the other things too that surprised me is somebody was mentioning that, you know, hackers and these, you know, people, their day, day job. I mean, sure. there are these massive buildings overseas with thousands of people mm -hmm. and they go in and they're paid to do it and they go home to their families. And that was the weirdest mind bend moment mm -hmm. for me where I was like, that's right. It's a, it's an industry yeah. to cause issues. It's not a few little hackers, mm -hmm. you know, in a basement over mm -hmm. here. Like it's, this thing, <laughs> these structured organizations. I'm like, oh my God. And there's, um, so ransomware, you know, still very popular. We don't talk about it a ton anymore, but you know, it's still, still a thing. Um, and there are, there are ransomware actors right now that when, when your data is encrypted on your hard drive or your computer, they, um, there's a phone number and email address and website when your data starts to get encrypted. It says, if you need help setting up a Bitcoin wallet or a wallet to help us, you know, pay or to pay us in crypto to get your data back, the data center that you call to help with that is Better Business Bureau rated AAA. Like they, like the data center that you call is like this excellent organization. And, you know, it's like these, these bad actors have done their due diligence to select a really good, oh, you know, yeah, a really good call center. Gosh. I know it's funny. Yeah. It's, it's like some of the other stuff, but it's still funny. You know, yeah. in this data center, like in some instances, they don't or the call center, they don't know that they're that that's what they're doing, right? Right. Good they're point. Just, oh, I never even yeah. thought about. It. They yeah. don't know. They're just doing what that they're reading the script and doing mm -hmm. the things that they're being paid to do. Mm -hmm. Oh wow, mm -hmm. that is crazy. Mm -hmm. Hey, one reason we had you on, not only that you know a lot about this, but you launched your own business. Yeah. Like, how's that going? <laughs> like, going since I've seen you last, yeah. you know, uh, sometimes yeah, we sometimes, know what it's yeah. like. It's sometimes like, you watch and sometimes you get pushed. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's going great. It's so exhilarating. I still have that entrepreneurial buzz. Yeah. Do you um, have a partner? By we the way? do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're, we have, we're 50, 50. It's great. Oh yeah. Um, it's so much. I'm glad you mentioned that because I wouldn't have done it without a partner. Really? No, wouldn't have had the guts to do it. Now, what part of running the? Would, does he take a certain um, part of the business and have your own roles, or you just want oh, to oh. have things to bounce uh, ideas off of? What, it's it's more of that. It's yeah. more. Uh, um, it's a lot of you know. If I fall down, I have somebody to help pick, pick me up. Yeah. Okay. Vice versa. Um, we're both really good at what we do. I think he's a better security officer than me, so so that helps. Like I think we're both subject matter experts in it. Um. And I like him. That's, like, a, big that's deal. a big deal. Having a finance background <laughs> See, uh, degree really helps. I don't does. know his, but um, it does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you know, it's something about you know going into business with you trust or you know someone that you trust and yes. you're excited to be around and 
um, we'll probably grab a drink after this. And, yeah. You know? Yeah. That's so, um, it's so awesome. So I'm going to flip that over to you because you had a partner yeah. um, when you launched a business a long time ago. Yeah, then best friend. Yeah. That, mm -hmm. that did not go well. Yeah, I mean, then you've yeah. watched me. I mean, you've been my emotional partner before you were physically in the business, mm -hmm. you know, so you've seen a couple different iterations in our family and in your business life. Like what's your perspective on that? Because I love hearing that it's going so yeah. good. Well, it's also made but me, it's always made me really nervous, yeah. you know, to have a partner. We might me. still be in the honeymoon stage too. So that's fine. You know, I was young when I had a partner um, and I have a strong personality. He did too. And it was one of those things is we didn't really identify our roles in the business. We kind of mm -hmm. shared a lot of roles. Oh, that's a good insight. And um, maturity came into play with why it did. Let me ask you this. Apart, if, you would you have, if you would have done the exact same thing, but where you're at with your career and business and knowledge and mindset now, mm -hmm. would it have been with that entity and your partnership, would that have gone way different? The relationship would have. I'd be friends with him now still. Oh, man. I, I'm pretty sure yeah. of it. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, would we still been running that business? I doubt. We would have definitely had to transition into something else. I was in oil and gas transportation. <laughs> and, you know, and it took a nosedive back sure. in 2000. Well, that, but that's not why the partnership went but that, south. Yeah, that, was, yeah, that went, it went south before that. That was after we got yeah. out. So, yeah, yeah I, I don't know how... How it would have played out, but um, I, the relationship would have been different. Yeah, yeah, I can appreciate that, yeah. and that's good advice for me too because um, we it, do share a lot of roles. Yeah, but um, I think what we're learning, um, it's like oh, when when we do disagree on something, you know, seek counsel or like even the things that we are not. I mean, we are subject matter experts in cybersecurity. We're trying to become subject matter experts in running a small business, right? But. Like, you know, finances, for example, you have finance degree. It's a terrible. Time. Well, I should say accounting. <laughs> yeah. Finance degree. But our accounting is like, you know, we'll let it get out of whack for too long and not pay enough attention to it. It's like, oh, well, we're not paying enough attention to that. Let's get that to a subject matter expert, right? Yes. So, you know, get bookkeeping away from us. <laughs> yeah. You know, get marketing away from us well, because, yeah. you know, it's not a passion of ours. Yeah. There are things you definitely have to delegate. Yeah, for sure. And no, I, you can't wear all the hats. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. Even with two people, mm -hmm. you know, the more you grow, the more you're going to have to yeah. fine tune those other roles in different ways. That's how I, you know, I'm a partner with her now. Mm -hmm. Even though we're married and I heard all about the business <laughs> since it started. Uh-huh. I didn't have much to do with it. It was super different, um, very different. You being yeah. on the outside of the business versus you being on the inside where we have shared responsibility yeah. and arguments like healthy around decisions and how we're yeah. growing the business and you know, the consequences of our decisions. And before he would give me advice or opinions, but it was external and mm -hmm. I would had a tendency to just go, but you don't know. He doesn't really understand. Yeah, yeah for sure. And so for I was sure. in my own, echo chamber. And I think for me, one of the dangers of that, I mean, you know, I love to read. Mm -hmm. I mean, I look, I seek wise counsel, you know, their mm -hmm. peer group and, you know, this, that, and the other, but man, the first couple years learning everything the hard way, like just <laughs> all the blind spots, like, and the, the worst is what you don't know. You don't know, mm -hmm. you know? And so maybe that could be the title of this one. Oh my gosh. Right. <laughs> like, but learning about cash flow and projections. Mm -hmm. I mean, like I had to have a dangerous dip in order to figure out how to do that in a healthy way, how to bring in a fractional CFO, you know, in sure. order to kind of educate me up. Um, and then he comes in in five minutes, uh, you know, cause it was this natural gifting mm -hmm. to just be like, what, how is this hard for you? <laughs> just cleaned yeah. everything up, you know, but there was just so many things that were hard won yeah. being in it by myself versus yeah. somebody going, Hey, this doesn't look right. You mm -hmm. know, I mean, I couldn't see it. And, you mm -hmm. know, when he was on the outside, he could hear things that made him nervous, but he didn't really see it either, you yeah. know, because he wasn't on the inside and didn't see it day yeah. to day. You, so. you definitely have to set time aside too, to be honest with each other and go, all right, we're going to talk about X, Y, and Z. And I want you to punch holes in it without jumping the gun and making sure. the decision before they even say mm -hmm. anything. That's a great um, point. It's not being married. It's going to be that way the Partners. more you work together, being a mm -hmm. partner, because they're going to want a whole lot of say so and everything, and you sure. will too. And it's rightfully so. I mean, it's 
you guys are in the same boat, mm-hmm. you know? And um, to be like, all right, we're going to discuss this. Like, let me say what I need to say, shoot holes in it, and be humble about it. Because you need to, you know, and listen. You know, there's a reason they'll they'll, they'll be opinionated or uh, honest with you. And um, when we realized that and put like a time limit to that discussion, mm-hmm. you know, where it didn't get out of hand or anything mm-hmm. like that, it kind of changed the game. Yeah, and with it's trusting how we operate, and then just um, having a natural devil's advocate, you know, mindset. That's like, huge. Yeah, yeah. Like, that is huge. Um, I'm here to, you know, these are all my observations. Take them or leave them. Um, but you still got to be cool about it for lack of a better term. <laughs> yeah. So have you, did, did you ever hear or read the book, um, small giants? Mm-mm. So there was a story about this company where there were three equal founders, um, owners, partners in this one company. And when they disagreed, they would literally not make a decision until they were, they were in 100% agreement and oh, so really? it sometimes they would that literally exhausting i know and they would literally 100 percent with all three of them too you figured they, that would lead to stagnation they yeah, had stories no they had stories where they locked themselves in a room and would pray and argue until they came to a unanimous agreement pray and argue together that gives me anxiety order. just thinking about it oh my <laughs> god time Talk about all it. i can see how that could well, work but uh, oh there's some know, decision so, you need to sleep on and wake For up sure. tomorrow oh, and go, I agree okay. With that. The um, more tired I get, the more stubborn and angry I'm oh, going to get. I'm the opposite. <laughs> oh, really? I'm the opposite. Yeah, if you would lock us in this room and be like, hey, you cannot leave to agree 100% on this, at some point, I would just be like, I want to I want to go get a sandwich. Like, let me out of here. <laughs> you can have whatever yeah, you want. See, whatever you want. <laughs> to me, that's not 100%, though. That's like, no, it's, it, it's, it's not. It's not. It's like, guy. I know. Yeah. I didn't mean to squash your, your small giant's talk. No, yeah. no. That's, that's why I, I brought it up right because now. I had the same reaction. I was reading this and being like, what? Holy mm-hmm. cow. I don't I don't know how I feel yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, good for them that they could be. Um, I guess that diligent enough with each other yeah, to be like that. Now I would imagine they've owned businesses before. Or something. Yeah, I can't There's remember. No way I think they just so. started it three guys and decided this is how we're sure. going to operate. Yeah, I know. If so, good for them. Yeah, right. I know. I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know the background. So, what's your wife say about you going off on your own? Oh my and, gosh, she was uh, supremely supportive. Oh really? Yeah. Similar She's, to what I said about business partner earlier. Don't know if I would have done it without, you know, going into business with a partner. Mm-hmm. If she wouldn't have been as on board with it as she was, then wouldn't have done either. Really? Mm-hmm. I can completely relate to that. Had mm-hmm. he not been the huge focal supporter of go, the idea is worthy, you can do this, I believe mm-hmm. in you. I mean, I never. Mm-hmm. I never would have had the courage to do it, let alone the resilience to keep yeah, going resilience. with it. And then, you know, making it successful too, right? Like yeah. part of it is the support that she gave. Like, yeah, go do it. This can be awesome. Um, but then, you know, it's not always 100% awesome. I mean, it's been really great. Not going to lie. Like, I don't, not uh, not everybody has this story. This um, quick. Yeah, this quick. I mean. Yeah. But, wow. Um, uh, um, what was it? Oh, yeah. It's just, it's the ongoing supportiveness too, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, well, we'll figure it out. It'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah. And instead of the opposite, it's like, hey, figure that ass out. <laughs> right? It's, hey, we will do it. It'll be all right. Yeah. You know? There was one point in the nine years that um, we had a timeline where things weren't going good, where we're like, all right, if it doesn't get better, we're just going to have to cut it off sooner or later. Mm-hmm. Like, we had a timeline on it, and then um, we didn't get to that point. Yeah. You know, and it's, I guess it's super then, exciting that you didn't get to the and timeline. And so we, we yeah. go through that whole deal, and it, and it it humbled us and made us rethink and just reorganize and uh, build it back up. And we're like, all right, now we're all in, all in now. Do yeah. you know, um, that is a funny story it, too. That was a life-changing but, moment. It wasn't really an argument, but like a conflict moment for me. So we were sitting in our backyard at the time at this big picnic table, probably having a beer, like, and just being like, oh my God, what, what is going on? What I know, imagine that. <laughs> and, um, and Kyle says, Okay, let's just run worst case scenarios. Mm-hmm. Me, I am uber optimist. I, I am, you know, Pollyanna. I, I don't have space in Are my you brain. Worst, worst case scenario again? Oh, I, I lay it out there always of going, what's worst case scenario? And my, my thing is, though, is to be positive about it, going, you can always go back to what you're doing. You can always, you know, mm-hmm. 
uh, we've been in way worse financial trouble or this, that, and the other. So what's the worst case scenario? So, I mean, like, yeah. We cash out, we're still fine. Sure. We still got a house overhead or whatever, yeah. that kind of worst case scenario. We can scenario. still afford these not, little vultures. <laughs> I'm not like, what if this happens? Oh, my God. You know, I'm not that No, type. you're not chicken little. But yeah. that, that's a good point is that the worst case scenario calms him down. Mm. Where oh, yeah. he kind of, it yeah. gives him perspective where he's like, listen, literal worst case scenario, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, we're still good. Yeah. You know, and he's like, we will still have the house. We are still in the backyard. We're still drinking mm -hmm. Michelob Ultra. <laughs> like, I mean, and so it calms him down. It gives him perspective. And at the time, even just a crack or crevice of potential failure and an acknowledgement that failure could be a reasonable outcome I would come unglued. I mean, literally, like, my body parts would just, like, not yeah. even be connecting. I mean, just mushy puddle. Yeah. But he was like, we have to do this. Like, mm -hmm. sit down. We are going to have this conversation. But it was a game changer in my head in regards to the fear was not facing up to my fear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's and so it was just this big cool. black hole. And... When it was like, okay, just walk towards it. All of a sudden it dissipated and there was light it, on all mm -hmm. of the decisions and it wasn't comfortable. Yeah, and yeah. I, I wasn't like, yee, this is so was fun. Like, well, but it more, wasn't awful. Yeah. Like it didn't kill me like I thought it would just considering yeah, I'm it. I'm so glad that you were able to change your perspective around like that. Because going through life the way you were before, that sounds flipping exhausting. <laughs> it is exhausting. <laughs> Actually, I mean, that's a really good point. Yeah. But um, it was. It was a game changer You for know, me. The, that also reminds me of... Um, this, I'm, I may butcher this, but I think I want to say it was like 2008, 2009. Um, Tony Romo had lost a playoff game. Shocking. Shocker. Yeah, yeah. Shocking. Um, <laughs> Name the ones he's <laughs> yeah, won. Exactly. Right. Now we can narrow uh, it down. There's only I'm three. Just joking. <laughs> <laughs> three would be a lot. Yeah. Know, right? Exactly. Um, and you know, he was he was on the on the podium after the game, and he said, "Well, if this is the worst thing that ever happens to me, you know, I've still had a pretty good life." And that made a lot of people mad. I remember that. And, and people are still, like, Dallas media people are still angry about it. But I connected with it. I was like, he, he said what you just said. I was like, man, I lost a playoff game. I'm still a millionaire. Yeah. You know, I've got a happy family. Yeah. You know, I've got my health. Yeah. You know, I'm super famous. He's yeah. probably dating Jessica Simpson. You know, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, exactly. he, he put it in perspective when us as fans didn't want to hear it. Yeah. But, that was a godly yeah. thing to do. And that was what was going through his mind. But mm -hmm. being a fan... That's not what you want to hear. You need to keep to yourself. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. there's some things you don't even tell right. your teammates, and that's probably one of probably. them. Probably because you got to have that grit. That oh my god, I feel so mm -hmm. disappointed we lost. Yeah. And he did kind of walk up there going, "Ah, it's okay." That's you true. know, maybe he thought it, maybe he thought he was being super vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. Like, hey, this humble. Is a, like, yeah. oh man, I'm so fortunate to have this opportunity. Mm -hmm. Blah blah blah. We get it. We yeah. get it. We you still, know, the media trainer took him aside right after that. Oh was like, yeah, let's have a talk. Let's Yeah, you know, if you're playing in Cleveland, maybe. You know, right. for not, sure. Not, not, not a cowboy. You know, um, do you think the Cowboys have a media trainer? I mean, surely they do, but. Does he ever get any time with Jerry Jones? Definitely not. No. <laughs> no. Jerry hired. I guarantee they have they one. The He's just not allowed on that floor. Yeah. To go back though, just real quick, it was like it opened her eyes um, when we, we had to make those changes. It was like, oh, these changes are going to be hard, but if we don't make them, this isn't going to work. Yeah. And it was just like, all right, transition on. And then she just got super hyper focused and said, I need to start running a business now, <laughs> along with running, uh, you know, being a marketer. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah. Oh, that's a good way of saying it. I'm yeah. a marketer and a business owner. And a business yeah. owner. It's, and it's different. Just because you're great at yeah. something um, doesn't mm -hmm. mean it naturally yeah. comes together in the form of a really great business. And mm -hmm. that's a hard pill to swallow. But I think you have to in order to go, okay, there's this whole area that I now need to go get some information yeah. and, and you know skill set around that's some of the stuff that we're talking about right now and you talked about scaling and you know that like that's where we're at like do we um do we hire do we not hire yeah. um do we want to go launch and get like a bunch of clients right now or do we just want to peel back and grow slowly like those are the really cool business conversations we're getting to have right now and part of it is like what you just said is like do i want to be more chief information security officer guy or do i want to be more business owner guy yeah, yeah. and I, it, I don't know, really. Yeah. yeah. I, want, I, want, I want it all and I want it all. It's right your now. integrity yeah. when you get all these clients and you have to start hiring people for sure. to do the work. For sure. And you're going, 
oh no, did it, is my process dialed in to where they know exactly how I do things? Because mm-hmm. if it's not, right, I can't scale and, it. I'm going to lose. I'm going to be always fighting that uh, that client churn. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to be fight, you know, fighting that. But if I get it right to begin with. Mm-hmm. Then what could and, I create, and, and how fast? Yeah, you know, what, that's that's really well said. And you've probably struggled with this, Stacey. Is um, like when you're creating content, it's really good. And when you're creating content for your clients, you think that they're not going to get any other better content because you created it. Well, I feel a little bit like that too. It's like, oh well, I know this client. I have a relationship with them. Yeah. I don't want to pass them off to someone. Doesn't matter who else they are. Yeah. But it's you know I've created a relationship. I understand their environment. I understand what they need. What they want. And, you know, still, still thinking that, or knowing that they deserve that, but, you know, also wanting to have more of those clients. It's a strange place to be. Yeah. It's not accounting. It's not finance. No. <laughs> where yeah. you could, where it is a very defined process. Right. Yeah. Right. That art and science, yeah. you know, I mean, like yeah. there's a combination mm-hmm. of intuition and experience and frameworks mm-hmm. and all of the things I know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, I mean, and sometimes it's like those moments are surprising for me, like letting go of weird client moments. So I'm blessed to have a team that is by and large, way smarter than me. <laughs> and so that's been really gratifying. I guess I'm not part of that team. Jeez. <laughs> Is your name by and large? Like, who knew? Like, nice to meet you. Obviously, you're way smarter than me. I mean, my gosh. You... Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. I don't know. I looked at him from the other side, too. I was like, mm. You sit up there and look pretty. Hey, no, the finance stuff does not come natural to me. Like, just leave it at that. So, what he's turned around has been amazing. But, um, it's that's that's been you know those moments are hard. It's good. It's good to hear you say that. Um, because there's, you know, there's things about your job and that you don't want to always have to do forever, right? Yeah. So that's the stuff that I'd like to offload. Well, I think one of the things that's so surprising to me is when I finally got to a point where what I was delivering and what I was seeing, I really did realize like, wow, I'm good at this. And I mean, even compared to other people, and I know that sounds arrogant, but it's not, you know, where I could in integrity go, oh my gosh, like, look how far I've come is almost the exact time it was time for me to stop being the doer and it was the hardest thing to be like wait so you you get to a place Ooh, where you, you kind of have your mastery and then you give it away yeah. like it's the weirdest did, thing yeah. did you not want to do that anymore though so i was starting and and continue yeah i was starting to be like i'm getting burned out mm-hmm. more and more on certain things like what one of the symptoms for me was impatience um and I am a somewhat impatient person. Most people wouldn't realize on the front end he does. But I mean, like I move at mm-hmm. lightning speed around things. So like a lot of times I'm like, okay, how long is it going to take for you to catch up with me? <laughs> um, and so common scenarios with new clients, I stopped, I started losing the ability to plug in on the education, to put the processes in place that help them get there and build decision. Like I was wanting to just fast forward cause I knew what they needed. Mm-hmm. And that's actually exactly opposite of like yeah. how we're really good to people and like what I'm yeah. proud of with the company. Yeah. And so, and you're then like, I was hey, looking around, our team was doing better. I know what we need to get to, Yeah, but exactly. you're not educating your client base to get them there. And then when you do get there, they're maybe unsatisfied. Yeah. Because you did skip the steps. To get That's yeah. exactly right. And once I got, no, I still have a couple um, clients that have been with me for a long time and have not figured out how I want to transition those, you know, um, someday. They're but, her babies. Mm-hmm. I know. It's you so know, hard. You have those certain clients so, where like, they well, don't want her to go either. One of them's been either. with me for yeah. six years and then yeah. six years before that company. I mean, like, oh, yeah. it's a long time. Well, you like them and they like you. and Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. But one taking them, a step back, I've able to now advocate for the client and I had lost that. Hmm, so that like sense. interesting, like now I'm very hypersensitive to the client experience and like, how do we really become servant leaders for them? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's been really gratifying because it returned big time, but I had to get out of the work to sure. do it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, you, um, man, getting out of the oil field was really hard for you because you missed being good at oh, that. So you you miss missed it? with the comp. Like, oh yeah. I mean, that's all I, I, I knew for, nine years, I guess, you mm-hmm. know, um, it, it just, 
there's a saying, once it gets in your blood, once you dream about it, you're hooked. And then, you know, I'd have Mm -hmm. dreams about doing it. And you're like, I'm like, man, who told me that? And then all of a sudden, when it was like me getting out, I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm just used to this routine, Mm -hmm. used to the chaotic chaotic schedule, you know, uh, the brotherhood you have out there, you know, anything goes. You don't Mm -hmm. look at it. I didn't look at it as a job. Yeah, it's just you know, what you did. It's just what I did. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, wow. You know, you can almost relate how an athlete, you know, mm-hmm. back to a football player or whatever, where you're like, you know, Tom Brady's going through that right now. Sure. Of like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Even though he's older, you know, mm-hmm. relative, like he could do anything he wants. But that's a good example. Is like we really could almost all do what we want. Just like, do we want to do that? Yeah. 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 I, you know. If she wasn't focused so much on the business, this is what I was going to bring up. She would love just to work with those clients and be totally content with it. If she could go speak, she does love speaking too. Sure, that's like her thing. Like long term, she will she'll never retire if she can go on stage and make it happen and get that feedback. Are you agreeing with that? Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, like oh, yeah. we talked about it. Like, uh-huh. okay, if you retire, what's that look like? She's speaking. Mm-hmm. Like that's sure. a retirement, and, and, and feel like we're loves people. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but there are a certain few of those clients too that she'd go, oh yeah, I'd probably work with them forever. If mm-hmm. This is all I had to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah. that's a cool place to be in your career. Yeah, you know, one thing that um, that I moved away from a few years ago now, but um, you know, there's there's like a it's called fire financially independent retire early. Oh yes, yes, yeah. Yes. And I got really into it for a minute, um, but I think that started to settle in. It's like, oh man, I could, uh, I, I never fully got there, but I was on on pace. And um, oh man, I'm, I'm gonna be able to retire. What am I gonna do? Yeah, it's like, I could, I could still go golf. Like that'd be awesome. But you know, yeah, like, how is that what you, much? Yeah, like, not how much, every yeah, day. Yeah, like yesterday, yeah. you weren't golfing. No, it was heck, rainy, no. Heck, cold. No. Not even today. It's cold. I would have got my fancy golf shoes all yucky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Clean, clean off the clubs too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you'll notice another thing. When we were younger, um, we we're like, man, it'd be, we could retire when we hit hit a certain goal in life, financially mm-hmm. or whatever. And the more you go down that road, you'll start changing that goal. Yeah, that's you yeah, know, that's what and yeah. you'll live a different lifestyle, and you'll look mm-hmm. at things different, and you'll meet different groups of people, different circles, where you're like, oh wow, I didn't know. This is how people live, yeah. like on this. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know what you, how you grow up or anything. Your goals. But it does. You, you'll <laughs> yes. go. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. like, a little well, behind the game. It looks like. <laughs> you know? What was I uh-huh. thinking twenty years ago? <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I thought that uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's like full imposter syndrome, but I uh, maybe yeah. This is a lot about perspective, but I never thought, you know kid growing up and you know going to texas tech like this would be where i'm at right yeah like but, oh man but now that i am here it's like oh i can do this and it's awesome and yeah and do more yeah um, that's so gratifying it I really is it. so you know you and i'm gonna butcher the the exact number you can correct me but you were with an organization and you helped triple the size that they were oh man um yeah at least i was there a long time yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, probably 5X. So, I mean, it was huge, mm-hmm. huge growth, even for the length of time you were there. I mean, that was mm-hmm. big growth. So, looking back, I mean, you saw all the evolutions and phases of a growing company and what mm-hmm. happens. You know, like, what's been different about launching your own company? Um, and, like, oh. you know, talk to me a little bit about kind of what oh, you yeah. learned so, along that yeah, journey. Since, uh, Being an employee versus owning yeah. it, but you're doing the same type of work. Yeah. Know? So, the, the work is the work. Yeah. Um, but it's trying to decide. Um, I mean, maybe a lot of it for me is the people, right? It's like, I, um, I, I like having people around me that are, you know, professionals and subject matter experts and stuff. Um, but if I can't manage them properly, that like gives me anxiety and oh, like, give yeah. them enough time and attention to, to mentor them and grow them. Um, so that's part of the stuff that I'm trying to figure out right now. Right. It's like yes. before when I was, Hey, take this person and grow them and mentor them or, you know, or if I just liked them, I'd put time and effort and energy into it. But, you know, now I'm a business owner. I don't know if that's how I feel about it. Right. Like, uh, managing people is tough. It is like, tough. Even if you really like them or even love them, 
it's still tough. Yeah, yep. and that's yep. one you were doing before versus how big do you want to grow? Well, I mean, yeah, I know. You, do you have time to met you, five at once? You know, whatever that right. number may be, it, it changes. Mm-hmm. Um, not enough time in the day. There's not enough time in the day, and um, and you want the best for that person, that that group of people too. Yes. Right? So I um, with where we're at right now, I don't feel like I would do those folks service of like bringing them on and mm-hmm. like being able to let them be successful at their job or what I want to be them, you know, successful at. Right. Yep. So you started off by asking, you know, like, okay, so before I was told, Hey, bring these people on, make them great. And now yeah. I just get to decide if I want to bring them on. And make yeah. Them great. Well, and it's wow. such a great point. I mean, and I love that there's a lot of intention paid to that because I have seen so frequently, you know, people are like, bring them on and just go do the thing. Yeah. You know, and And I've been very guilty of that before. Yeah, me too. And so it's like, it's in when you're busy and you, you're, you know, trying to pay this person a good salary and, Mm -hmm. you know, they have experience and you don't realize like, uh, there's still a lot of support that needs to go behind, you know, that no matter how talented somebody is, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, and it's, it's a hard lesson to learn and it's an opportunity cost. So what are you going to trade in right. order to be able to support that person? You For know, sure. because you have to give something and up. You can think you know what they know, but you don't know what they don't know. No. Uh, you Isn't know, that, that true? makes sense. No, <laughs> no, no that's and, right. And you'll and you'll go longer. And you go, oh no, if I would have just stated that in month three and not eight months down the road, uh-huh. it might have been a lot smoother. Yeah. Or, 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 yeah. or to me, I'm like process and efficiency guy, and I'll go back and like, this is how you're doing it. Okay. okay. I, I appreciate that. And it works for you, but that's like really inefficient. So, <laughs> so yeah. let's clean that up. Yeah. yeah well, that's absolutely. being a good leader though. That's true. Sure. You know, that's true. Identifying that, you know, having, um, I wouldn't call it the guts, but you know, you're in that role for a reason, but sure. The strength to go, Hey, look, this is how this could should be, be done. It will help you in the long run. Just learn it. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. So, I'm just going to chase the squirrel for a quick second. Process and efficiency guy, finance background, mm-hmm. security. I mean, so many things about your business life and your career are locked down. I mean, like these are structured environments. But I mean, like you're paid to help yeah. do that. Okay. Where where do you blow off the steam? Like is everything in your life, like are your hobbies super structured too? Oh, maybe because like, I like golf. Golf is pretty structured. Yeah, too. it is. Uh-huh. Totally. Is your, is your closet organized? Let's start there. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh-huh. You know, everyone uh-huh. lets something fall apart. Yeah. Um, um, but maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. Um, Jordan Peterson talk- doesn't. Yeah, anyway. right. <laughs> but it took him a long time to do that. Anyway. Uh, so we talked earlier about outsourcing stuff. You know, I have a, a wife that keeps that closet in line. <laughs> she does great at it. She does great at it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, um, I guess the unstructured stuff is time with friends. Yeah. I mean, and it's fun. I just yeah. got done with Beast Feast last Thursday. What is that? Yeah, yeah I know. Um, we bring... Our own meats. We're supposed to kill them, but we don't get to hunt as much as we used to anymore. Right. Yeah. But, you know, whatever beasts uh, like that you killed, yeah, we smoke them. And, oh, yeah. There you and go. drink and have fun. And, yeah. And it's just like four or five of us, you know. Same just, four or five guys? Oh, yeah. Every time. That's I've got, amazing. I've got three, the go-tos. Yeah. And it's like, all right. This is us. We are in yep. our zone. And no one can break into I mean, you can mm-hmm. come hang out for a little while. But it's like anything can be said in front of us. For We've sure. known each other a long time. Mm-hmm. And we're like, how do you guys function during the week? That You I know, because they've got real good jo- – you yeah, know, they're it's real – It's very therapeutic. Yeah. And it's fun. And it's our decompress yeah. of, all right, everything's gone at this moment. It's mm-hmm. so funny. It. Every so often the wives are invited because – Oh, they they're actually, They actually all like but, us and we like them. And, yeah. It's a, you know, all the spouses – it, the marriages are healthy, you know, like, so it's all sure. good, but it's so funny because it's literally still the scenario where it's like, well, you guys can come. You just have to stay on your yeah. side of the it's room. Eight, and we're like, yeah, yes, yeah, it yeah. totally <laughs> is. I'm like, how old are we? But then that's it. I mean, we all just got to go our separate yeah. ways. So I don't even know why. We, we should try. flip the locks <laughs> yeah. to the For house so sure. we can lock <laughs> you in it while we're outside. <laughs> <laughs> Put a door, but like a ring, but it goes up to the outside. <laughs> the outside. Here they come. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Totally. 
Totally. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as you think on like, you know, your leadership journey and your entrepreneurship journey, and you work with so many organizations mm-hmm. in their vulnerability. So, I mean, like you hear a lot about what, like you said, keeps them up at night. For you, if you take a big step back, and you whether you call it spiritual or emotional, but, you know, like, what do you wish for these people? Or, mm. you know, like, what do okay. you see happening? So, so the philosophical part that makes me, maybe psychological, see, I'll, I'll get there, um, that I do really like about my job is um, it is taking something that's very complex like cybersecurity and risk and putting it into English for them and giving them, like, step-by-step, this is what you need to do. Um it helps them sleep at night, right? Yeah. And like just knowing that they they do have an environment and something is going to happen, but we're going to make it small. Like I mean, these are the things that, things that we say over and over and over again. Um, so yeah, that's that's why I like it. Is I I take somebody something that is very tough or something else, distill it down, and then they can appreciate it and like wow. it and, and do what they're good at. That's that's what we also say a bunch too. Is um, we do work for banks, so. You focus on banking, like you be a banker, you be a great bank, we'll worry about the risk in cybersecurity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you find these clients? Is it one of those deals? I'm sure there's different ways, but did they have a breach at one time and go, oh my gosh, we got to oh, get there, a There's been plenty of those. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, Where yeah. It's already hit the fan. They're hotlining you. Yeah. Get in um, here. I've heard about you. Come fix it. Yeah. It's right now it's pretty organic, which is great. Yeah. Um, but it's a lot of it is also pressure from the other businesses and entities that they are working with, um, and that that's why that's where we get business from legal entities and legal firms. Mm-hmm. Like they you know banks are highly regulated, and banks have to have attorneys and law firms. So banks you know do these due diligence and assessments on law firms, and it does not go well for the law firm. Yeah. Like, oh, we need help, and they find us. Wow. Doctor's office also, or Um, is that a thing? I don't... uh, No, this is like a therapeutic session because we cannot figure out how to get doctors to think that way. Wow. They have got all that information. They do. They've got more than banks. Yeah. um, The part of the business reason for doctors of not engaging with uh, business units like us or businesses like us as much is a, a HIPAA fine violation is way less expensive than us. Oh, yeah. Really? So, the, yeah, they're not incentivized to oh. use someone like us. And doctors are notoriously bad business people. Right. No, I mean, really, like, <laughs> really? there's just so many statistics yeah, around, can... like, you know, there's no business mm-hmm. school in the middle of medical school. And so right. and there's so many conglomerates now that they're more mm-hmm. employees than mm-hmm. business owners. So, okay, well, yeah. here, here's oh. my shameless tech plug then, because you get a PhD and MBA at tech at the same time. Wow. Pretty cool. Uh, I know. More people need to go that route. There you go. Wow. Yeah. I know. Talk about smart people. Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay. So if people are going to connect with you, where would they find you at? Um, golf course. <laughs> that How much here? golf do you play? Yeah. No, it's, well, not as much as I want, but it is top of mind if you can't tell. I haven't yeah. played in a couple of weeks, so that's probably why I can't make that. Oh, yeah. Else. Um, LinkedIn. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he the in cyber. Oh, no, he was yeah. like, oh, uh-huh. we're LinkedIn. There. We're there. Yeah. Um, uh, we'll be, we'll be getting some services from Daisy and Daisy at some point. Um, but yeah, like that's probably part of what I want to talk about y'all here today is like, um, you know, um, I've read corporate caffeine and I'm digesting it and I appreciate it. Um, but part of what we've talked about here today, scaling and all that, like, I uh, I don't know how much time and effort and energy I want to put into marketing with something that's going really well right now. One hundred percent. So we so I got some really good advice decision. from you. One point it was like, hey, keep a pipeline full, so when you're ready. Um, so that's other decisions yeah. that we're trying to make. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I I have a a projection sheet that rolls out well, like six months down the road. And, um, I'm, well, you're a finance guy <laughs> anyways. And I just kept plugging away where I'm like, all right, you need to hire a person here, here, mm-hmm. here, you know, as long as your leads match your, right. uh, our close ratio. Are you good at forecasting like that? Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Last year was the Naturally, first year that she goes, what's it's our amazing. target, um, number. And I hit it within. 
yeah. a half percent. Less than that. And it, it was, was kind of That's lucky. super impressive. It was luck. Super impressive. Yeah, I know. Do it again next year, then it'll be super impressive. Then I yes, can go, hey, wait a minute, I was born for this. <laughs> Popping that collar. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> we haven't, I guess we haven't operated the business in the structure we have for only about three and a half years. Yeah, about that. You know, is where you've identified exactly what you're good at. Started marketing and our processes it. and yeah. our delivery methods, yeah. scalability, all those things. About three and a half years ago is when it all really, really started. Yeah, which and so then, that's yeah. not a long time. That's not a lot of data to have sure. to be able to do these things. But it's like, and you're going to live and learn, blah blah blah. For but sure, for sure. It's it is something that you have to look at. Besides, I need three people tomorrow, and then you're like, oh my well, gosh, no, yeah, my cash just ran out. Yeah. <laughs> in six um, weeks. What did I do that for? You know, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, exactly. Well, it was interesting. Like we were talking to a prospective client the other day and, oh my gosh, this guy was just cool. Like attitude, philosophy, third generation, you know, we just, the company really functioned with a high level of integrity and he has this high level of curiosity. So it's really fun. Mm-hmm conversation. I appreciate that even though I'm sitting right here. That's right. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, but he's at a crossroads where he needs to make some critical business decisions. And, you know, and we did say to him and just straightforward, this is how to know if it's time to work with us or not. Like, and either way is fine. But do not move forward with us yet unless Mm -hmm. you know A, B, and C are going to be true, you know, but it was very gratifying to talk with someone Mm-hmm. you know, that wanted to hear that and, you know, was being just really thoughtful. And so it's really important. I mean, marketing is not supposed to be limited. It should be about yeah, everything. And I feel the same way for. in the conversations I've had with potential clients too. It's like, Hey, you know, I can talk to them for an hour and find like a dozen things in their environment they need to button up. I'm like, Hey, this is what, this is what I'm going to come in and want you to do. If you can't handle that culturally or don't want to do it for your business, you know, yeah. we can't be dancing partners. Yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. She's had to tell people no before because, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, they'll go through um, discovery call. And I remember this one. We knew him or it's been a while ago. And she's like, everything is going too well for you. Oh, Literally. Yeah, I and you're this. like, you're not going to take us serious enough uh, to, for us to make a difference that we can create sure. for you. Don't waste the money. No pain, no change. You know, they or, or agree you, we know we won't be there long. If that's, it was written in black and white. It'd been like, you guys are killing it. You don't need us to do marketing mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, it was a crazy situation. Yeah, no. They were. Um, Did it, was it weird for you to say that as a business owner, somebody that just was. wants to, you know, gobble up as many clients? It was, know? but my the alarm bells were going off in my head so bad, mm-hmm. and you know, we pride ourselves in telling the truth early and often even, you know, to our clients who are non-clients and, you know, and I kept thinking, this is a perfect client for us. Like I know exactly how to help them achieve their goals. I'm like, oh my gosh, I could see it. But something on the call, I'm like something, it's like, I can't scratch. Like what is going on here? And I all of a sudden realized I'm like, they are on their sailboats every weekend. They are smiling and waving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They have crushed yeah. It mm-hmm. and so they were coming to us, being like, "We should be, we should be way bigger. double crushing it." Yeah, mm-hmm. they were, mm-hmm. and I thought, "Oh my gosh, they're not going to want to do what it'll take mm-hmm. to get." Because and it's funny because some people are so frustrated by the fact they haven't fulfilled their potential, and it doesn't matter how many sailboats they have, <laughs> they will do anything to prove that that thing, like that big huge number, is real. Mm-hmm. And then there's other guys that are like. I bet we could hit that. I don't know. But this is pretty good. Like, <laughs> yeah, do you know if we get there? That's the sailboat I'm on. It's like, oh, it's yeah. pretty good right Yeah, now. exactly. And <laughs> that was the sailboat they were on. And I, I just, I had to say it. I was like, okay, here's what I'm mistake. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. You're, and, and I was right. And we were made friends. And they referred us. You know, sure. we didn't get the business because... Because they didn't need it. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. You know, and so what could have been, but... Doesn't matter. They didn't want it, so yeah, it wasn't where they were. Good place to be. I know exactly. Mm -hmm. So, what advice would you give to people? And you can take that question whichever direction you want to. Um, Brush your teeth. Say your prayers. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) that's a pretty solid Uh, start. Oh man, I don't know. 
I don't. That's. I mean, that's like so open ended. I know like, exactly. You know? Well, hey, I mean, we can we can throw it at Kyle and give you a second to okay oh. process. <laughs> All right, Kyle. I mean, you always it always gets thrown at me. I know. I've given this answer before. Anyone can go rewind it. And goes that ain't the same answer. He <laughs> like he's not giving the same. Well, it changes size. every day. It does change all the time. Exactly. Got to always evolve. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, what has your answer evolved to? Uh, what advice would I give people? What? You, okay. Uh, anyway. here, I'll tell you. I'll tell you yeah, what my twenty-three one is. Right. Yeah. Um. Uh. This is like DP stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um. I'm not going to try to make other people happy because I'm not responsible for their happiness. That's uh, a big one. Yeah, see? That's good. See? Did you have that characteristic in you before? Oh, yeah. People, people pleaser, pleaser? For sure. Jeez. Okay. Yeah, no. yeah, so I'm getting right. so much better. Yeah. We've empathized over this before. Yes, yeah. we yeah, have. I'm not, I'm not responsible for other people's happiness. She's been a hard ass lately. <laughs> big time. <laughs> good. Yeah. Maybe it's because she didn't want to make anybody happy anymore. <laughs> yeah. I didn't yeah, say that you were bad. And done. No. <laughs> yeah, we're like, ooh. Yeah. What happened on? No, I'm growing. I mean, I think... I finally yeah. realized I want people to be their best selves more than I want them to like me. And that is hard yeah. one. That is hard. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, I really struggle with that one, but it's true. Like I want them to grow and flourish and step into everything that they're capable of. Even if that means I sure. have to be like, Poof. you know, the weirdest thing is that I've never had an issue giving my boys like a kick in the butt. Like the people pleasing did not come out in my motherhood, like not at all. Like they uh -huh. would be laughing right now to be like, yeah, she's a hard yeah, ass. Like, <laughs> exactly. Uh -huh. So, yep. But I like that one. I think that's good. Thanks. Yeah. I know. Is this a good place to wrap up? It totally is. I, uh, I do have to go party with some farmer, farmers after this. Oh, that does not sound like it sucks. Farmers we're, though. We're going to go turn up the beats. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh, no. oh, there we go. Right. I was like, you well, ain't going with those boots on. Well That's too played, money out there. Well yeah, played. Cut it off. Let's go home. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Well, Heath, thank you so much yes. for joining Thanks us. For having this was a blast. It was a blast. Onward and upward. Adios. If you enjoyed this episode of the Corporate Caffeine Podcast, please help us help you by subscribing. I also hope you'll find us on social media. You can follow me, Dacia Coffee, and my company, The Marketing Blender, by searching us on your favorite platform or checking out the show notes for the links. We bring this to you because we envision a business world full of meaning, connection, and prosperity for us all. Until next time, onward and upward.